Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, crappy quiz and a slight tangent. World Cup B is growing on me. (laughs) (laughs) As a name. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB's Rugby Daily. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, Ulster have handed out three new contracts. The Welsh exodus continues and Razzy Rasmus opens up on South Africa's pursuit of Nigel Owens. But first, we start with the last Irish team standing in Europe and that, of course, is Leinster. Saturday's 30 points to 15 win over Ulster in rotten conditions at the Aviva set up a Heineken Champions Cup quarterfinal with Leicester. However, Josh van der Flyer is a doubt for the Good Friday showdown as he picked up an ankle injury in that Ulster win. The flanker will be monitored throughout this week, but Gary Ringrose is free to make his comeback, having not played since the Six Nations win over Scotland at Murrayfield last month. You may remember the heavy knock he took to the head, but after coming through the return to play protocols, Leinster say the centre trained fully at the end of last week and will be available for selection for Leicester. Caelan Doris missed the Ulster game through illness, but is likely to be in contention this week. Given how well stocked Leinster are in the back row, Leinster senior coach Stuart Lancaster hinted they're unlikely to take unnecessary risks regarding Van der Flyer's fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got obviously good options. You know, Scott Penny as well, um, Will Connors um, is back training, Reese Ruddock, obviously Max Deegan. So, uh, yeah, there's some good options there for us, but uh, we'll wait to see on Josh, obviously, see how, how that plays out. Um, but yeah, there's some good options in the back row. Leicester booked their quarter final place with a far from enthralling 16 6 win over Edinburgh, also in rough conditions on Friday night. But despite the lack of thrills in the Tigers' tactics, James Lowe believes Leinster must still be wary of the threat posed by the Premiership Giants. You know, they, you can argue that they don't play too much rugby in the middle half of the field, and it's probably true. But, I mean, the style of rugby, they're getting wins. They're, they're finding a way to win without, you know, doing it, taking too many risks. So, um, you know, we need to understand what they're trying to do to us and then hopefully turn it on its head. Um, you know, we'll, we train well today and uh, we've got a pretty good idea of what they're going to do. And um, I don't think they're going to stray too far from their very, very good maul, their good maul D and uh, the kickers that they've got across the park. So we're looking forward to it. It's a new challenge and, um, you know, we're at home at the Aviva again. So nowhere else would rather be. And it was confirmed today that Georgia's Nika Amashu Kelly will referee Friday's game. He sent off both Mohamed Hawass and Grant Gilchrist in the Six Nations meeting of France and Scotland last month. It's been a busy day of contract extensions at Ulster. Eric O'Sullivan, Greg Jones and Shea O'Brien have all put pen to paper on new deals. Former Leinster underage prop O'Sullivan recently reached a century of appearances for Ulster and will remain at Kingspan Stadium through to the end of next season at the earliest. Back rower Greg Jones also signed a year-long extension, while 23-year-old fullback Shea O'Brien has signed his first senior two-year deal, graduating from a development contract. France prop Anael Deschai is to appear before an independent disciplinary panel this week following her red card at Musgrave Park on Saturday. Deschai was dismissed for a high tackle on Ireland's Dervla Nick of Orge and she'll attend the hearing via video link with a panel chaired by Australian Stephen Hardy and also including ex-Springbok Stefan Terblanche and former Wales forward Jamie Corsi. Despite Deschai's sending off after just 20 minutes in Cork, Ireland conceded nine tries in a 53 points to three demolition at the hands of the tournament favourites. Analyzing that game on this morning's OTBAM, 
former Ireland winger Alison Miller believes the tag of being in transition is hampering Ireland's game. One of the problems, I think, and I think this is one thing that annoyed me for a long, long time. I think this might have been part of the problem as well from about 2016. Constantly, you know, management and people and players coming out in the media saying we're transitioning, we're transitioning. And like, I don't know, but I think if you are a player and you are in that and you're constantly here and we're in transition, we're in transition, it nearly it has that been a factor in where we are today because you're kind of giving yourself an outlaw to perform. And that happened from 2016 on where we're rebuilding, we're transitioning. That that just got to stop. I think at some stage you just got to say, we're not good enough now at the moment, but we're going to do everything in our power to be better. Like I remember being in a training camp and a player turned around to me and said, well, but we're in transition. And I just nearly lost the plot. I was like, what? Like, you can't be saying that. Like, you can't be saying it's okay, we're in transition because that's not going to help you on match day when you're losing the game or because the other team don't care. So I think that probably, that messaging from 2016 constantly from management through the media, that gets hammered home. And I think that hasn't helped just where we're getting to now. Um, You just got to accept that we're not good enough at the moment. And I think, you know, you just got to work in your power to like, and the girls will say that at the moment that they're not good enough at the moment in certain areas, but they're, they're constantly, they're really going to be improved. And I think um, that's just, it. the girls will have to just really, really work hard on that. And the full-time <clears throat> contracts will help that. But unfortunately we're chasing now, aren't we? Because we were the last union to do that. And I, th- and I feel like we were kind of pushed into it. We didn't take, we weren't ambitious and try and get ahead of the posse when we could have. We we kind we were the last country to do it, so that has been problematic. In and obviously the range of contracts, and we've got to the stage where a lot of people have left the game, and they might have taken up contracts um, back twenty seventeen, maybe you know because they were looking at a World Cup that they could have qualified for. But um, now the World Cup, you got to be a younger player maybe to. To take those contracts because they're 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 quite low in the actual sum of them, and you might want to like if you were older and you're in a good job and you're on the career ladder, you're maybe not going to risk that. So yeah. there's so many factors in this, really. Now, South Africa director of rugby Razi Erasmus believes Nigel Owens joining their coaching staff is what he's called a goer. The Welshman called time on a 17-year officiating career in 2020 and has been courted in recent months by the Springboks. Referees joining coaching staffs is a relatively recent evolution but not uncommon. Roman Poit joined Toulon before the start of this season while Jerome Garcés has been working with the France staff. Speaking to the Daily Mail, Erasmus claims efforts to bring Owens on board ahead of the World Cup are an effort to mend fences with World Rugby after Erasmus's own Twitter-induced bans. If we get our way, he said, we'll have men as soon as possible. We are very aligned in terms of the way World Rugby's going with safety tackling head contact, so it's the perception of whether or not something's okay when we send it to World Rugby. Maybe Nigel could talk to them for us, Erasmus added. And then there's his knowledge in reviews, previews, videos. We want someone to be a full-on management member. It would be great. The queue to get out of Wales following the introduction of new contract parameters is getting longer. Exeter Chiefs today confirmed the signing of Joe Hawkins from the Ospreys. 
The 20-year-old centre has signed what the Premiership Club describe as a long-term contract. Hawkins made his Wales debut in November and started in their first four matches during the Six Nations. His most recent cap against Italy was only his fifth, leaving him some way short of the recently lowered 25-cap threshold, which allows players based outside of Wales to continue playing for their country. So, unless something drastic changes, Hawkins won't be going to the World Cup. Exeter have also raided Ospreys for New Zealand-born flanker Ethan Roots, who started in yesterday Heineken Champions Cup defeat to Saracens. The Chiefs' third signing of the day is 22-year-old former Newcastle and Wasps at half, Will Hayden Wood. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed wherever you happen to consume your podcasts and leave us a decent review while you're there as well. My name is Richie McCormack. I will have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.